Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome to OK-ish. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist and a very OK-ish human being. Today, if you feel so inclined, whatever you are listening to this podcast on, maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Apple Podcasts, if you want to hit subscribe and like maybe, I don't know, write a nice review, that would be great. All the podcast things love that. So welcome today. I have been talking about love and romantic relationships and communication and love languages and all of that. And I couldn't talk about that without talking about confidence. Now, I've talked about confidence before in the past, but I want to share a little bit about what it means to increase confidence and how to do that. Because in the past, I've talked about confidence, and then I've also talked about toxic positivity. Go back and check out the toxic positivity episode. It's really good. Well, I think it's really good because I love talking about toxic positivity because it's affecting all of us. But I wanted to kind of put all of these things together because then in talking about love and communication and romantic relationships, it all kind of jumbles together and overlaps like most mental health psychology-related things. So that's why I'm here today. Today's episode is brought to you by Daydreamer Studios. Do you have stories and expertise to share with the world? Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? There's no better time to start than now with the help of a trusted production partner. Daydreamer Studios is a full-service production company that takes all the stress off of your plate. You can just focus on creating engaging content while they focus on the recording, editing, audio engineering, hosting, and publishing on 22 different platforms. So easy, log into the advanced remote system with one click and the Daydreamer team will be on the other end ready for you to record everything you have to say. Owned and operated by Daydreamer Network, the producer of this podcast, Daydreamer Studios continues on the company's mission to empower storytellers of all kinds by making podcasting accessible to all. For more information and current promotions, visit daydreamernetwork.com studios. So here's the thing. Confidence is believing that you're capable and able to do something. Not the ability to do something, but the belief. So I've talked a lot in the past about how kids are really, really resilient. Much more so than adults, actually. But kids, their resiliency helps them to be confident because they believe 
that they can do anything. And hopefully us as adults around the kids are teaching kids that they can do anything. You know, you can grow up and you can be a firefighter, you can be a doctor, you can be a plumber, whatever it is, right? We're building that belief that they don't have to do these things, but they're capable. Obviously, a 10-year-old doesn't have the ability to be a doctor, but can they be confident that they are capable of building that ability, of gaining knowledge, of becoming a doctor? Yes, they are. And they're resilient to that. They're resilient to know, well, I'm capable of doing this. So if I mess up or if something bad happens, that's okay because I'm still capable of doing this. So I apologize that I've just said the word capable like 12 times, but that's a lot about what confidence is. It's not about the ability to do something. Heck, I can't do a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things, and I'm still confident. And here's the good thing about confidence. Confidence is not a fixed attribute, which means it's something that can grow and change, right? If someone has low self-esteem, if someone is struggling with confidence, that doesn't mean they will always struggle with that. They can improve and increase their confidence. And so confidence is just so interesting to talk about because it's tied up in that resiliency, but it's also it's also kind of a paradox. Like there's also a lot of ironic things about confidence because we've all met those people who are overly confident, one might say cocky, and that just often shows that that person is insecure, right? Like we've all met the person who's super cocky, but you know secretly they're insecure. And so it's so ironic that like being insecure can come out opposite that, that being insecure can come out as confident when that's not truly how we feel. When the reality is being vulnerable knowing what areas we fall short in, knowing our strengths and our areas of improvement. Like, isn't that true confidence? Like, isn't that more tied up in true confidence than pretending that you think you can do something when you don't actually believe it? And I mentioned at the beginning about toxic positivity and the episode I did on that. And let me tell you, toxic positivity is screwing up confidence. Toxic positivity is creating that insecure, fake, outward type of confidence that isn't true confidence, right? Like if someone's truly confident, they shouldn't need to tell you about it. And this toxic positivity of you got this, you can do it, all of that, that doesn't increase someone's confidence. What increases someone's confidence is their true belief that they are capable. Now, let me give an example of this. So I cannot do a push-up. I do push-ups on my knees, and even the push-ups I do on my knees are, you know, not very good. But I believe, I 100% believe that if I worked hard enough and if I really cared about doing a push-up, I am capable of doing a push-up. I would be able to do a push-up. I'm confident about that. I'm not saying I have that ability, 
But I'm also not saying, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do a push-up. There's something wrong with me that people can do these push-ups and I can't. I've just never really tried that hard. And it sounds like a lot of work, to be completely honest. Right? But I have that belief that I'm capable of it. And so that's why it's so important when I talk about kids that we, you know, we do encourage kids that they can do anything, that it doesn't come to them out of nothing, right? We have to work for things and learn about things and go through struggles and hardships, but that we have the capability, that we have the belief. And so with toxic positivity, if we tell a kid, like, you got this after they failed a test... That, that doesn't help with their belief. But if we have a conversation that says, yeah, you didn't do great on this test. What can we do differently next time? How do we know that you're still smart? How do we maybe study differently or study harder or learn differently? That, those are the things that develop the belief. So Bandura is, Albert Bandura is a famous psychologist He's known for Bandura's Bobo Dolls. You've probably heard of it. It's like a famous psychological study where he tried to show that kids model behaviors of adults. So in this study, he had these like blow up dolls where a kid would watch their parent like beat the doll. And if if the kid's parent beat the doll, the kid would then beat the doll. If the kid's parent hugged the doll, then the kid would hug the doll. So obviously it shows that like kids model adults' behavior. And so Bandura also talked a lot about confidence. And he actually has four steps to building confidence or four steps to uh, that confidence incorporates all of these things. So to have confidence, we need to understand these four things is what Bandura said. And the first thing is mastery experiences. And what that means is previous success. One aspect, this first aspect of confidence is to know that we have had previous success. So if I am fired from a job, if I fail a test, if I have, you know, a boyfriend break up with me, things like that, Bandura would say, look on other mastery experiences. Have you ever succeeded at a job? Have you ever passed a a test? Look at those previous successes and build off of them. You know, I, again, relating this to kids because it's a good example, oftentimes kids who are really struggling in, you know, a certain subject area of school, a parent or a teacher may say to that child, oh, well, maybe you struggle with math, but you're so good at reading. And if you're good at reading, then we can probably learn learn math, right? That's using mastery experiences. That is looking at previous successes and building off of them. So the second step or component to building confidence is vicarious learning. If he or she can do it, I can too. If they can do it, so can I. Oh my gosh, you were able to work hard and do this. And we're not saying it's, you know, an easy road or anything like that, but you were able to do this. So I can too. Vicarious learning is kind of tough, right? Because we don't want to get into the comparison game. 
because the comparison game is really hard because it can it can lead to poor self-esteem and it can lead to not having confidence. But if we're able to talk about vicarious learning in a more positive way, if we're able to look at it in a positive way, then that can be really, really beneficial. All right. And the third step to building confidence is modeling. Like I said, Albert Bandura was the psychologist known for studying modeling behaviors. If anyone can see potential, right? I see that my parents could do this, or my parents see this potential in me, or I see other people working hard, so I'm going to model their behavior because I have that hope and that potential that working this hard will get me this result. Or that if I put forth the effort, I can do this, right? So modeling and vicarious learning kind of go hand in hand. And a lot of it is how we think about it, right? And how we think. So going going on the other side of this, if a child has two parents who maybe neither of them work, and neither of them really talk about, you know, the child's strengths or abilities or talk about, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? That child is not going to see the potential. That child is not going to learn to model it. We need to see the potential. I'm a dreamer. At heart, I am a dreamer. I love to dream about anything, right? Most of what I dream about is being a talk show host, but like I dream about other things. And that has increased my confidence so much because I see potential. I look at other people who have started businesses and I see that potential of like, hey, I want to start a business. And I did, right? And Bandura's last step to building confidence or last component is social persuasion. So what that basic mean what that basically means is positive enforcement. I mean, we've probably all heard this a thousand times, but I'm going to say it just once more that positive enforcement really means something. <laughs> positive enforcement is really 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 important. It's really important because it helps It helps us develop the stories that we have in our brains that we need to build our view of ourselves and build our confidence up. So my parents were both, I think I've talked about this on here, both my parents were teachers, were public school teachers. And so they were very, very good and very, very under the school of thought that as long as you do your best, your best is your best. So if your best is a C, great, as long as you tried your best. And so that positive verbal enforcement reinforced this idea for my sister brother and I that, okay, we don't have to be perfect, but we do our best and we can be confident in doing our best. So Now that I've talked about these four components of building confidence, mastery experiences, vicarious learning, modeling, and social persuasion, like what do we actually do about that, right? Like, okay, we we tell our kids we love them. We give them positive reinforcement. But like other than that, like what does that actually mean? Especially if I'm feeling 
crappy about myself, if I don't trust myself, if I don't believe that I'm resilient, if I am feeling like a failure at everything, right? If I am, you know, so kind to others, but so hard on myself. That's all related, right? We can look at Bandura's steps to building confidence and be like, oh, that sounds great, but I don't trust myself. So how do I do that? So here's the first step on how to doing that. Stop looking at toxic positivity bullshit. Because I'm telling you, if if you are struggling with self-confidence and you look on Instagram and you see all these memes about how you got this, I know for me, that's just going to make me angry. One One tip that helps me build confidence, and this may sound silly, but when I look nice, like obviously confidence comes from within, but when I'm standing up straight, when I'm wearing heels... When I am acting the part, when I am wearing my best shirt, right, that kind of thing sends signals to our brain that helps us to believe. It helps me to believe, oh, I look good, so I'm able, I'm capable, right? Another thing we can do is, and I mentioned this with the kids, but build on things we already believe about ourselves, right? So like I mentioned, I can't do a push-up. I'm really unathletic. I'm not very good at working out. I've talked about this before. But like, guess what? The other day I ran a mile. Heck yeah. Did it take me about 12 minutes? Yes. But I didn't stop. And that is good for me right now, right? So that's me building on things I already believe about myself, Because confidence is not about doing it today. Confidence is sometimes not even about doing it ever. It's just about knowing that we're able to, knowing we have that ability, trusting ourselves, trusting that we're able to learn and grow and master the things we want to do. Trusting, like my parents say, that our best effort is all we need. We don't need anything else. We just need to do our best. And if we believe all of this, and if we can work on those things, then we'll see that doing our best is, in fact, pretty okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.